Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Uh, my guest uh, decided to go a slightly different route this morning. I would like to introduce you to an ex-colleague from way back when. One of the three eminent property lawyers in the country and as partner at Strauss Attorneys. Julian Sher, welcome. Hello, Sarah. Good morning to you. And this, as you say, autumnal morning. And the winter winter arrived at about four o'clock yesterday afternoon, I think. It did indeed. It did indeed. Now I'd have to get my um, my my thermals out at this rate, particularly particularly at night. Um, yeah. Julian, before we get on to the sort of core of this of what I want to discuss with you, um, it relates to the deeds office, and perhaps just to ask. What function does the deeds office or a deeds office serve a, a, a community or, or, or the country? Okay. Sorry, our land, not necessarily only land, but rights in land and um, so on, is governed by legislation in this country. Mm-hmm. We have something called the Deeds Registries Act, um, which is very old legislation, has been refined over the years, but we have what's called a cadastral land registration system where every parcel of land in the country is reflected on a diagram which is registered in the office of the Surveyor General. So if you live in a house, you'll have a title deed, and the title deed will have not only your details, but the details of the property, how big it is, where it is situated, all reference back to a diagram or plan of some sort, um, which is either attached to your title deed or filed in one of these government registries. So in order to deal with property in the sense of change of ownership, transferring of a property, or registering the rights in it, for example, mortgage bonds, which give banks certain rights over your property, servitudes, uh, and so on. These things are effected by registration in a deeds registry, which is a government office where the records are kept and where the individual called the Registrar of Deeds and deputies, obviously because the volume is not, it's far more than one person could deal with, but these people, at the end of the day, sign the document to change the ownership or register the rights uh, or cancel the rights or whatever it may be in those particular properties. And there's a profession people have no doubt dealt with them called conveyances. And what conveyances do, they are attorneys who have gone and done a further specialization in dealing with um, rights in property and, you know, property ownership and so on. And conveyances work with the government registry to ensure that the documents are filed in that registry and, and, and the documents necessary, for example, in transferring a house would be include a clearance from the municipality that your rates and taxes and merchant rights and so on are up to date, a clearance from SARS to the effect that the transfer duty on the transaction has been paid if it's subject to transfer duty, and those documents are, and there might be other clearances required, um, homeowners associations, your typical cluster housing development. These things are then filed in the deeds office 
Banker conveyance, so in particular format, which is prescribed, the deeds office goes through an examination process where they double-check all the documents and ensure, for example, that the seller of the property is solvent, that they haven't been sequestrated or liquidated, that there are no judgments registered against the property, um, and they double-check the documentation that is filed by the conveyancer, which is essentially a new title deed showing who the new owner will be. And that documentation finds its way through the system, only takes about a week to two weeks, lands up on the desk of the Registrar of Deeds, where it is signed by the conveyancer and by the Registrar of Deeds. And on that signature by the Registrar, the transfer, in my simple case of transfer of ownership, is then effected. The deeds office then keeps records digitally of all of these title deeds. It's a public office, and there are portals where... You can go in, put your name, ID number, and it will give you the details of every property that you own. And you can then in turn dig deeper and you can search the actual details of the property the previous owner was. You can get copies of these title deeds. So it's a pivotal part of, and it is the part that deals with the ownership and registration of rights and property. Without it, no such thing can take place. In other words, you can't transfer ownership or register rights other than in a deeds office. And the deeds office is sorry while we're about it. They have, they have demarcated areas where they are, it's called jurisdiction. So for example, the Pretoria deeds office in the days before we had the Johannesburg deeds office used to deal with the whole of what was the Transvaal with the advent of our democracy. And deeds offices were opened all over the place, and Johannesburg became one of those, and its area was defined, and it doesn't correspond with the traditional boundaries of the city of Johannesburg, the municipal boundaries. It's actually slightly different. And so you've got Pretoria deeds office dealing with some properties that also fall into Johannesburg, Corolini, uh, etc., and you've got the Johannesburg deeds office that's really limited to properties that fall within Johannesburg and Bahali City um, and some of the sort of Val areas and so on. So these deeds office, depending on where the physical property that you're dealing with is, your deeds office then is is the one at which the conveyancer will then interface in order to transfer register rights in property. But that um, wasn't too long Julian, um, given that and an, what has happened, uh, by all accounts, is absolutely extraordinary. Um, the Pretoria deed of, Deeds Office being the the large office that it is, and as I understand from you, fairly competent and efficient, a week or so ago announced an indefinite closure. Can you tell yeah. us what what you know about that? I mean, uh, you, it's a government service that's supposed to be running sort of, if not 24-7 exactly, um, you know, running fairly constantly. Um, have, have you ever heard of a deeds office being indefinitely yeah, closed? Sorry, it's a long, it's a complicated. Uh, there's a there's a lot of background which I'm not privy to, and I really don't have all the facts. But what I can tell you is that there was there are two things at play. One is is a planned move. The deeds office has been in its current premises in Pretoria for some time, many years now, and new offices were developed 
I think if you come into Twani from the Johannesburg side on the motorway, somewhere in that area opposite the prison there. But mm. as far as I know, but new premises were developed with the view to moving the deeds office out of its present premises, which are in the middle of the CBD, to move them to these new offices. Now, you know, that happens. The deeds office has to function. It's got to attract good quality people. And, you know, it, it happens. Government offices move. It's, it's a normal process. So in that process, it was planned and conveyances were given schedules and information on a regular basis to say we are moving. These are the dates. Um, this is what's going to happen. And, and as I explained to you, there's a process in a deeds office where documents have to be lodged or filed and by certain dates and they go through a process and they pop out the other side where they can be registered. And so there was agreed or, or there was a there was a, a, a let's call it a, a memorandum set up by the deeds office that said you can't lodge any documents from this date. We will not allow you in because we're physically moving the files and our, you know, hardware and software, etc., mm. across to the new premises. And we will reopen. And in this case, it was on the 17th of April. They were going to be closed from the 6th till the 17th of April. Mm. And everybody, that was my goodness. That's a big office. But, you know, one lives with it. So we've been telling our clients, um, guys, we've got to manage our way around this. You know, we've got to make sure that we, we tell that everybody's aware of it, that you won't get anything registered over that period. Mm. And the, the, the interesting bit all is that the, the deeds office then started vacillating and changing its mind. So we started, we did a note um, at the end of March to say, uh, the move's off. We're staying where we are. Mm. And so everyone goes, wow, that's good news. That we can business as usual. A couple of hours later, get a note to say, no, the move's back on. Um, and then four or five days later, we get a copy of this note issued by the registrar herself as a very competent and efficient uh, civil servant to say we're shutting indefinitely and that all queries should be addressed to the, um, the, um, the, uh, the director general responsible in the government department. So between the lines here, we think there's been a there's a there's a, a, dis, a disconnect between um, the senior officials probably, and I'm pretty certain the unions or the civil servants who work there. And we hear rumours about farmers that don't like the new office or they're concerned about a lack of parking. And um, all of this is speculation. I genuinely do not know what the facts are. But as a I think as a response to the public outcry. Um, you made reference to, to me being vocal about it, but I wasn't alone. There were a number of Victoria Attorneys Association threatened to go to court, etc. As a result of all of this, they've backtracked. And they then said, no, no, we are moving and we will open on the 17th of April. So at this point, the deeds office is closed. We're not lodging anything. We're waiting with bated breath to see whether they, in fact, do open on the 17th. Um, and, uh, you know, that's going to be, it's going to be an interesting, it's next Monday. And, um, we'll just have to see, we'll have to see whether it happens or not. Um, there's a fear that it won't happen due to this political slash union issue. Um, but at this point, it's speculation. So the profession, 
the man in the street, all the banks who can't lend money because they can't keep their bonds registered, people can't transfer loans. Um, it goes on and on. The effect is enormous on the economy. Um, and we just hope that the officials and the people who are responsible for managing this process are capable enough of managing it so that it opens as it says it does on the 17th of April. I mean, uh, Gillian, has, has anything like this happened before? Uh, look, these officers have moved before. Um, you know, we've, we've had Johannesburg yeah. never have I ever seen a fiasco where they say they're closing indefinitely. I mean, it's, it's, it's really, really is. It affects, it's a bit like the introduction about the way this government's going with its uh, relationship with, with Russia. Um, <laughs> just defies logic um, that they could not manage a move of a, such an important government. It's a bit like saying, you know, the the the, the police stations around the country have shut indefinitely. There will be no policemen working for the next three weeks. I mean, can you imagine the chaos? So, you know, it's just um, it's hard to believe, but it has happened. I think the um, the DG was probably put under a lot of pressure. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, steps have been taken to, to, to you now put the, you know, put the move back on track. Mm. The proof of the pudding is going to be in the eating to see whether they in fact are open on the 17th or not. Mm. Now it sounds like when, when you said that the, uh, um, the most senior official in the D's office had referred all inquiries to the director general um, suggest that, that you know something has not been properly done, and uh, from what you're surmising, it probably meant that the, the the sort of standard communication and consultation that needs to pl- pl- take place with staff um, has either not taken place or taken place rather badly. If 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 those are the issues that are that are affecting this. Uh, uh, this move. I, I just want to ask you because I, I saw. I mean, I had a personal sort of link. Uh, a son of my, my son, one of my sons has just bought a house, and they had submitted documents to the deeds office to be informed in Johannesburg. This is not in in Pretoria, but in Johannesburg, to be informed that the deeds office would be closed for seventeen days um, while they revamp or introduce a new computerized system. Um, and I thought, you know, goodness gracious, you know, surely that sort of thing shouldn't necessarily, it shouldn't take 17 days or you do, you do parts of it at, you know, quickly, you know, relatively short period of time. And then you uh, do some of it, um, over time. Obviously some of the computerization has to be tested all around, but it struck me as a rather long time for, um, you know, it just struck me as a rather long time for an office not to be open to to deal with the sort of refurbishing of the computerization. Look, Sarah, I think I think there's a lot of um, um, you know there's a lot of existing paper in a deeds office. So if you can mm. imagine, you file these papers, and they're not just one folder. There might be Many, many folders linked together. They go in, they get scanned. Obviously, there's barcodes, there's a way to track. They get allocated to particular examiners. 
Those examiners have in their office at any time a whole lot of documents. They have to be packed up, identified, moved. All I can tell you is that if competent be managed, my guess is it's something that could be dealt with over two, three days. I agree mm. with you. Um, I mean, there are major organizations that move to new offices and do so seamlessly. But we live in the world of, of you know, we don't, we don't deploy third-party independent contractors who just best at practice. So who knows who, who's managing the move? Um, so, so whether they're taking too long or not, um, I think we've all got used to poor management and poor, you know, uh, uh, implementation in this country in many respects. So one can almost live with that, I think. The big fear for me is that they don't open. There's some other force at play here, some industrial dispute, um, some other issue which hasn't been resolved. Um, who knows what, what mm. you know, what, what goes on? But um, it, it, look, it, it also their defence might be sounds like 17 days. It actually isn't. It was from the 6th of April to the 17th, which, if you factor in the Easter break, uh, it's about I think about six or eight working days, which yes, is. Sir. Not altogether unreasonable. Um, you know, it's 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 we've had it's a double whammy because the city of Johannesburg, effectively for the whole of March, wasn't able to issue rates clearance certificates for mm. transport. Mm. Their systems were down. So people who were transferring houses, whether they were in the Joburg Deeds Office or the Pretoria Deeds Office, where the city of Joburg had to issue a rates clearance, weren't able to lodge. So those deeds offices have also been, um, you know, quiet as a result of the drop down in volume because the conveyances weren't able to get rates clearances. So the whole yeah, thing is, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, it's just it's a compound problem, and I think, um, you know, we 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 are the system relies on competent civil servants to do things and. There's, I must say, always been a very good relationship between the profession and the deeds office, the registrar. Um, there's a cooperation. There's a, there has to be, the two have to work hand in hand to get this done. And I think the profession has done everything it can to, to work with the officials. Um, the registrar, I think, looking at the tone of her correspondence, I think is exacerbated. I think she's, you know, <laughs> She's exacerbated the problem deliberately to mm. to try and get the try and get the senior officials in the government department onto dealing with it. No, I can understand that. One often sees that sort of desperation. Um, Julian, thank you very much for uh, coming on and explaining this rather unusual to us, you know, layman outside of this, this rather unusual uh, situation. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Sorry, only a pleasure. Let's just hold thumbs that on the 17th, everyone can get their last back. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Julian. Bye-bye.